like right in front of his face. I didn't fuck up. You were fuck up. Welcome back. Hello. How you doing? your boy, Chimp. How you doing, Chimp? On another episode of Minor Details. MD. What's going on, Captain Marcus? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Or is it Mark Wahlberg? It's Mark... It's Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius Wahlberg II. I would also choose Marcus Kaiser or Kaiser Marcus. Because Kaiser is the proper pronunciation for Caesar. Yeah. Well, in German. (laughs) Yeah. Also in Latin. It's Latin origin. All right. So what's going on? Nothing much. Just, um... Just living life, right? Working, grinding. Nice. Everybody's doing that. So I recently... Hopefully, anyways. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Um, yeah, I recently upgraded the podcast. I migrated to a different host, uh, rss.com. So please, if you haven't seen the website, check it out. It looks a lot better. I'm not a website maker, so the, the website they provided looks really cool, and it works with our colors. Very cool. And I'm no longer limited by upload size. Oh my God. So I could, we could have longer episodes and just uploads. That's beautiful. There you go. And we keep, we keep that to the higher quality. Speak about it. But yeah, so please, mom, what is it called? AudioGhost.Miami. Come check us out. Uh, shoot us um, a message at chimp at AudioGhost.Miami. Send us, send us some love. Um, listen to us on the website or go to new podcasts newpodcastapps.com download a podcast app and you could stream sats to us you could uh, send us boostergrams and all that fun stuff and we'll read them on the show here's the thing if you subscribe to us or visit our website you automatically become a better person that is true that is very true you automatically become a better person so please share this with everybody your friends annoy the shit out of them we are safe because and effective. Because we want everybody to be a good person. <laughs> Free thinkers. All right. So Marcus brought some freaking awesome banana bread today that I was just munching on earlier. I'm saving this last little piece for later. He's got to save it for his roommate, too. Well, we'll see if she pisses me off. Oh, is that mold? Hold on. Oh, wait, no, that's just... Wait, no, for real. Hold on. <laughs> what is that? No, it's probably like... Tinfoil? Or whatever you put the container in. That's tinfoil. Anyway. But yeah, so tell me about this banana bread. What oh, inspired yeah. you? When it, um, You're an artist, right? N- what inspired nothing, you? No. It, you could call it cor- poor college living. Because um, flour is really cheap. Bacon soda is really cheap. And so are bananas. Of course, depending on where you live. But right. yes, I... I made this more during college uh, days because I was a poor college student. So my food budget was not a lot of money. You made a lot of banana bread? I made a lot of banana bread. I made a lot of breads, different breads. Because the thing is, if you go to the store and buy breads, um, it's more expensive to buy the slice and every the sliced bread and everything rather than making it at home i would imagine so yeah that that's for everything but it does take work and stuff but for me it was more of like a survival thing where i couldn't go out to eat and stuff so i just had to go be home and learn how to make all these different recipes and whatnot you labored 
Yeah. And it's the perfect thing to think about today on Labor Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Labor, today's Labor Day. Today is Labor Day. So everything is closed. <laughs> so yeah, nothing special with the banana bread. It's just uh, you take four or five brown bananas. I didn't use brown bananas this time because I was just a little bit impatient because I haven't made banana bread in a little bit. So I just wanted to just throw it in, just go with it. But it still turned out pretty all right. So you take four brown bananas and you mash it up in a container and you throw in a little bit of cinnamon, tiny bit of vanilla abstract, a pinch of nutmeg, literally a pinch. Nutmeg is strong. Yes, it's very strong. I've made the mistake of taking too much one it's, day. <laughs> the thing is, it's very good if, if you want to make a dish a little bit more nutty because it has like a nutty taste, like kind of like peanut butter or something. But so you put a little bit, a pinch of that, you put in at least a tablespoon, a couple tablespoons of sugar. I kind of did less sugar this time because of health reasons. But I would usually put in way more sugar. But in this time, I decided, again, health benefits. Because during yeah, lockdown, I, think, I, I think if you've added too much fat. sugar to this, it, it would have been... It still would have been good, but it would have been had that sweet factor. Like here, there's like little bits of sweetness because there's a banana, but then it's still mixed with the nutmeg and the cinnamon. So it really balances out really well. Yeah, that's what I was trying for. This time, I was trying for a balance of flavors. Yeah, some parts are creamier, so some parts are, are a little like... Not drier, but, you know, like the crust and stuff. Yeah, that's so was, the edges. It was a nice usually. balance. Yeah. yeah, the edges get a little bit drier than the inside. But, and I could have uh, baked it a little less. I did it at 350. But anywho, you mix all that in. You throw in the flour. You throw in a little bit of baking powder or baking soda, sorry. And um, you mix it up. And you put it in a little bread uh, pan. And you throw it in the oven for 350. Optional if you want to throw in uh, any type of nut other than almonds. Um, I don't think almonds would go good with banana bread. Nah, I think you've and made a good choice using the walnuts. Yeah, walnuts are a little bit better because I think they cook a little bit better. And they also retain the texture. So it has a little bit of crunch, which I like in my banana breads. I like. Um, I don't like a flat banana bread where it's just the bread. I like to put in nuts or something. And it's really healthy. I mean, little walnuts crunch. are... Excellent source of protein. So you do all that. Oh, I don't use milk or water for the batter. I literally just use eggs. Oh, I forgot to mention two eggs. Put in two eggs in the batter to make it into like the cake, essentially. So you throw it all in, put it in a little bread pan, 350, little walnuts on top on garnish. Optional scoring, if you want. Um, because when it rises, it will break. But I kind of like the natural break a little bit, so I usually don't score. What do you mean by score? You just take a blade or a knife and you like cut the oh, top. Oh, okay, okay. Because what happens with bread is that when it rises, if you don't score it, it just has like a big crack in the middle because the steam is releasing yeah one I got way you. and it's forcing itself out that makes sense when you score it kind of gives them like little air vents to escape so you can still retain the shape of the bread you want gotcha so that was yeah that was my um banana bread and i made that and it's pretty cheap it's not expensive to make very easy very beginner level baking stuff 
Th- that's how I started. So that is my recommendation. Nice. Well, you heard it here, folks, from Chef Marcus himself. Um, if you got value from that, please send some value back. Let us know how that banana bread came out. And, you know, Marcus oh. is taking orders. So no, if I'm you not. want to go ahead and get a couple of this was just for fun. Banana breads for the holidays. I uh, don't know send how your to orders, send that shit. Uh, to Chimp at Audio Ghost Miami. You're going to get it and it's going to be moldy and you're going to complain and I'm going to be like, hey, it's my first time doing this. And we'll get it to you as soon as possible. That's Chimp at Audio Ghost Miami. This, this, this banana bread is special. It only goes to me and my family members and friends. And it comes with the mold for free. He there doesn't charge no for that. Mold. He's lying. <laughs> don't listen to him. He's so you would give your family mold that's messed up. Anyway, no, so. No, I don't. So what else is going on? You oh, s- Hmm? You saw the new Dragon Ball film. Yes, I did go see the Dragon Ball film. I'm and glad said it I was bad. <laughs> I'm glad I went early. I only paid like ten bucks. That was nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Dragon Ball fan. I, I grew up watching it. Like you know, some of my earliest not earliest memories, but I, I love Dragon Ball. And I haven't watched Super. Um, I haven't watched the anime. The last movie I saw was I think, uh, Gods of the Universe, or whatever it was called. That's with Beerus. I think they had Beerus in there, yeah. But um, but I have been reading the manga. Super, super has been awesome. It's it's nice to have uh, some canon stories again. Um, it's being done by somebody else, but it is supervised with Akira Toriyama. Toriyama is that the creator of Dragon Ball? Akira Toriyama, yeah. Okay. And um, no, I mean I love Super, so I figured, hey, this movie came out. Let me go watch it. Big sigh. <sighs> I mean, like, it wasn't all that bad. It was, I would give it a 7 out of 10, to be honest. What made it so bad? Was the animation weird? 3D. CGI. Oh, it was uh, a 3D film? Yes. Oh, no. I, I, I was blindsided. I went in not knowing that, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is this just the intro, right? Nope. Oh, wow. So, that that must have been a thrown off your game for yeah. Dragon Ball viewer. I mean, I got used to it after like the first hour, and I, you know, it's, I, I could deal with it. Did but it, it look just, good at least? No, it looked great. It's it just had to had money behind it, right? Definitely had money because apparently yeah. the one before it, um, Broly, where they kind of retell the story of Broly. Um, do you know who who Broly is? I know who Broly is. Yeah. So that one wasn't wasn't CGI, but but that was basically the prequel to this one. Well, rather this one that came out now. It's called I think, Superheroes is the sequel to the to the Broly one. So I haven't seen it. I may watch it. I may download it. But, um, okay, so let's talk about the good parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good parts. So it did have that, like... Because they have some. Hopefully. No, it did. It did. It actually did. Because it, it was cheesy, but in that, like, early... Because, okay, real quick, it, it brings back the Red Ribbon Army. And if, for those who don't know, Red Ribbon is Army is from the original Dragon Ball. yeah. Um, back when it was more like more cheesy shonen slapstick kind of comedy. You that know? one had a really funny character. I just want to interject real quick and just say there was a character in the Red Ribbon Army who would like break a tree, throw it, and then that's how he traveled. He would like jump on it and yeah. surf on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that guy's <laughs> boss. It's been many years since I've read Dragon Ball, but yeah, I definitely remember that guy. Um, so they bring back the Red Army. Yeah, the Red Ribbon Army. Do they give a reason why? Like, do they- oh yeah, yeah, they, they they go into it because I mean, Red Ribbon Army does come back. Um, that's 
uh, that's the whole cell saga and the androids mm. um, they were made by the Red Ribbon Army um, uh, uh, Dr. Jarreau and basically it's Jarreau's grandson who's a super genius mm. and gets manipulated to create androids for this new Red Ribbon Army that's basically the story so it did have um, the cheese there it, it did have like that Japanese style like comedy yeah where it's yeah. whack but it's like funny whack they were probably aiming towards children too oh yeah, yeah. for sure for sure for so sure they'll probably have that type of comedy to gather in as many new viewers as they can it wasn't completely children because there was definitely some um a lot of there's a lot of jokes about Bulma which it got kind of whack really like sexual jokes yeah she um uses she uh, uses the Dragon Balls on, on, on a regular basis to give herself cosmetic surgery. <laughs> so she makes her butt bigger and firmer. Wow. <laughs> her eyelashes a half okay. an inch. That's a little bit on the nose. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And like, I may have found it funny, At funnier like first, yeah. on the manga, but it was just like when it's played on anime, it's just like, okay, let's, let's move on. Let's, I don't know. There was, there was some stuff that I really enjoyed. I found funny. There's a lot of, um, a lot of throwbacks to like just like different Dragon Ball things. So as a fan, I knew all these little things. So it was nice to to, to have that fan service. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that was just like, uh, like I don't know. I just want to mention something. Um, it kind of sucks that if that's Bulma's role as like a butt end of a joke, because I used to like her character um, when she was an adult and was like more of like taking her father's role. You would see her with like her father's like science. Oh, but she coat. still is. She's like oh, okay. Like she's still the head of the Caps Corporation. She's still um. Like that genius, but she's she's always been kind of like a, a slapstick character. Yeah, and you know it's it. There's always been like these like, I, I remember in in Dragon Ball. Um, what was it? Oh, God, I can't remember. But, but but basically, something with her panties. I don't know. It was always something with her panties. Oh yeah, it was like um, that's in Dragon Ball One, right? Like the first. It's just one. called Dragon Ball. Yeah. Dragon Ball, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that too. I remember she was more of a slapstick character, a comic relief character to balance out the serious seriousness of the other stuff. But the original Dragon Ball wasn't so serious at first. Like it was serious in the um, parody sense. Like the whole thing was kind of like a yeah. parody. The it, only thing it wasn't later until like, you know, like the Saiyan saga where they started getting more serious and they kept the parody stuff for like the in-between battles. You know, I would only say the serious moments in Dragon Ball. Again, there is it's pro, it's supposed to be like a comedy. You know what I mean? And the only seriousness I could think of is just when Goku goes into like the the giant gorilla mode, you know? Yeah, there's that. And that's it. That's like in terms of seriousness is that like. He becomes this monster, and it's like, oh no, what do we do? I mean, and I th- that's it. I, yeah, well, I mean, for the for, for the original one, yeah, yeah, but, for the original one, yeah, yeah. But the in general, the seriousness was always in the battles, and and you know, and like leading up to the battles, yeah. And then when they were all eating and everything, everything was like it was jokes. like comedy. Yeah. It's kind of like One Piece. You know, One Piece kind of re- uh, reminds me of that because they would like have a big battle, get a new. Um, what do you call it? Get a new friend, and then like all like have a big feast. Right That's after. the One Piece trope that happens yeah. every single time. <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah. <laughs> every single but time. But I would say like that's that's a common trope within anime sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, y- you can still enjoy it. But yeah, it's definitely a trope. 
so other than that uh dragon ball uh overall it was kind of like and it's funny because apparently it was really popular it did re- like broly the, the the broly movie did really well it was the highest grossing um like summer film or something? dragon ball z film of all oh, time film. Okay. and then this one it was even better and the critics saying this is even better this is a superior movie well, expect more more of this type and right? i'm just like oh man like i don't know but i'm just i, I guess I i'm just a fan of manga and it's just easier for me to cr- like see them the drawings and then create the, the voices in my head or like the personalities while here they take those personalities and kind of like put them on blast. Yeah. Like one character, Wiz, which is um, an angel. He's this badass angel that's probably stronger than all of them. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's an angel and angels are not supposed to interfere in the... Um, the world or the universe. Exactly, yeah, of, of, of humans and, and not just humans, but, anyway, you know, he, he has to be a... a um, neutral. Neutral party, neutral correct. Party. Thank you. And his he's kind of the same as in the manga, but like they made him super gay in the anime, mm. which is fine. Like I guess like well, I, I was thinking about it. Like, oh, I guess I guess he could be interpreted as gay in the manga, but they just made him gay on blast. Like oh, okay, like a lot yeah. of like like you know like his personality was like just they very just put like it up to like a thousand. Exactly, it was just like, uh, well, and that's what I did. <laughs> I, that's what I liked about this that character Wiz, um, because I did see Berus. Oh, Berus is, is and great. I really liked his flamboyant nature, and it was really like, it was more like the reason why I liked it is because it's like flamboyant, like but like with like a regal tone, you know, like with a, with like um. Yeah, like a regal, like he's an he's like a well, noble he's, of some kind. He's a lord he's, of destruction. Yeah, he's like, well, not Berus, the uh, Wiz. Oh, 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 the other guy. Yeah, yeah, Wiz. Yeah, I was saying I liked his like flamboyant nature, but he was like, um, kind of like regal with it. Yeah, yeah, and I liked that. I really liked. Yeah, that. he was very reserved. He was just like you know, like I don't have to show off. Like I know, I know, I, I'm a badass. Yeah, he was just more like. He was just more like helping out Berus and keeping him under control, and I think that was like his whole. Well, that's his role. Yeah, so, that's his whole. So role there's, and I stuff. think, thirteen universes, and each one has a Lord of Destruction, which is Beerus, and and they have a corresponding, uh, I guess, angel or whatever. Uh, so it's it's kind of like you know the um, the yin and the yang, mm-hmm. and they kind of like run that universe. So in conclusion, you give the anime a seven because seven. it's blasting a lot of tropes, right? It's kind of taking the character tropes and putting them to a thousand. Like it's like it's classic Dragon Ball cheese, but and then some other stuff that was just like, okay, this is too much. Let's let's just keep it going. Yeah. Um, personal stuff. I mean, I probably would have liked it a little bit better if if if, if I watched the uh, the sub, but the dub was just like. Like I, I realize I don't even remember what what Gohan and Goku's voices sounded like in the in the original dub. Oh, it's yeah. it's it's different people now. But different people, yeah. But it's just like I don't know. Like, did the plot keep you going? Was the plot good? Is that also why you give it a couple points, not like a five? Is the plot like help you continue on with the with the movie? Not really. It was enjoyable. It, enjoyable. It, it, right. it was. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Like that's for sure. So part of the points will be like five plus the, because but, of the plot. But the main villain sucked. I, um, it was like basically Cell was brought back, but it was kind of like a weird, like a weird Cell, like an incomplete Cell. Uh, okay. It was just kind of lame. And um, 
no Goku, no Vegeta. They're um they're on a different um planet training, so they were not involved. It, this is really uh, Piccolo's time to shine. There's actually <laughs> there's actually Piccolo gets a transformation. Piccolo never gets a transformation. I like that, Piccolo. So this was this was a lot of fun actually. Let me show you orange piccolo piccolo is like <laughs> gohan's dad essentially yes 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 and um and that definitely shows so this was like really uh, more of a movie for piccolo and gohan that's cool and it shows because um as the, the whole thing is that as, as as gohan gets older there's no more threat you know um, hurting the universe so he doesn't train as much he focuses on other things yeah he becomes weaker essentially yeah if i remember but the um the technique he used to defeat the the, the main guy the, the main bad guy and this happens in the manga too was piccolo's move the the one where he puts his oh yeah that's his, his, his fingers to his head and does something beam yeah like some fucking beam bullshit because when i would play uh dragon ball z budokai i had a friend who would just spam that move yeah that's his thing oh man i can't remember the name so so you know th that shows you know um you know he defeated it he should be doing the comic um the kamehameha because that's goku's move but in the, instead he's doing piccolo's signature move yeah so that's some nice little symbolism there all right i mean i haven't seen it orange piccolo whatever but like i do like uh, a more concentrated story with piccolo and gohan because i'm i like drama stuff like that so it's like a father and son maybe it's like I haven't seen it, by the way, but it's like, from what I hear, almost sounds like a father and son figure, like reconnecting or something. Yeah, yeah, and and it features uh, Gohan's daughter uh, Pan. Pan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the story sounds familiar. I feel like they did half of the story in in the manga, but just like parts of it, and they kind of just like repurpose it. And then this is Cell Max. This is the the, the main villain. All right, so seven out of ten. So it's not. You know, not not don't waste, don't see this, but maybe wait. Don't like go see it in theaters. Wait for like it comes on streaming services or something. Nah, fuck that. Go read the manga. Okay, read the manga instead. Come on, man. Yeah. If you <laughs> I'm got a the manga time, maniac. read the manga. If you <laughs> don't the... got the time, the film's all right. I'm trying to collect it. I, I have uh, some right there actually. Yeah. Anyway, so that is my. Was it Chimps Movie Review? Yeah, Chimps Movie Review. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, what else we got? So today we're also talking about AAA gaming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would like to speak about that a little bit. There is a current trend to release games, one unfinished, bugged out, barely tested, with very few QA notifications, I would imagine, like very little talk with Q&A. The only reason why I bring this up is the currently new Saints Row game. Okay. And the Saints Row game was banking on its name. Because if you remember Saints Row back at 2008, uh, 2010, 2012, Xbox 360 days, it was essentially a clone of GTA, but it had its own image. Yeah. It had its own its personality. Own. Right, right, right. And it had a very diverse cast of characters and some that were very likable. So throughout the series, they kind of strayed away from the original Saints Row feel. I would say it would be about three when they start really changing the formula. 
But the history of Saints Row is complicated, and there are a couple gems uh, in the older series. But the new one, unfortunately, came out as a buggy mess. I played it, and I immediately refunded it. So it's a reboot of the of the series. Yes, it's a reboot. Gotcha. Just just came out. Oh my just god. Just came out. Yeah. So you just refunded it. <laughs> I literally refunded it as soon as I started playing it. Why? Jesus Christ. Because I am tired of AAA games releasing buggy mess and not even considering the fandom, not even looking at it to see what made Saints Row good within the fans. Right. Unfortunately, a bunch of the game, uh, a bunch of stuff like little things. The gameplay is very stale. It feels like a 2012 game. The voice acting's not so great, in my opinion. Um, there's a lot of witty jokes, and I'm getting tired of that. I mm. believe a lot of people are getting tired of the main character, and they have like sitcom conversations, essentially. Yeah. And bad sitcom. And I'm also including Marvel series and whatnot. I think people are starting to feel a sense of fatigue with this standard formula of a main character and a cast that are all witty with each other. That kind of loses the identity of what Saints Row was. Well, in general, real fast, because you mentioned that, it's just like these impossible... Uh, scripts that like people don't talk like this in, in like in normally like no like like you may have someone who speaks like that sometimes but to have the whole cast speak like that to each other it's just no this is obviously it's just unreal it's not <laughs> yeah it's not only that but the original game they talked about gang related things like trying to immerse you in the environment that you were in the Saints Row a gang organization on the up and coming unfortunately. The immediate thing I knew what was wrong with this game is as soon as you start the game, the Saints Row name was actually like a military name of mm. some co- kind. They were like special forces. Oh, okay. And then they kind of dis- disband or something, and then they have to reconnect, and they're trying to make Saints Row into like a criminal organization. Same premise as the original, but the tone is off. The art isn't that good. I think the graphics look really bad for what it is. Compared to other games that recently came out, um, we're looking at a screenshot right now. This yeah. isn't in-game graphics. We're just looking at like a poster thing. But I've been clicking through everything. I, I haven't played the game, so I'm trying to like imagine it as Marcus talks about it. Yes, the driving is stiff, very stiff. If you compare it to to Cyberpunk nowadays, Cyberpunk is a better driving game than Saints Row, which Cyberpunk had. like two years now to fix their game to the point where it is now and saints road just came out and they have bad driving (laughs) and driving is the my favorite part in any game like i'm the kind of person who could just drive all day and just listen to the music well the thing with this game is that it's supposed to it was originally basically a gta clone right so the driving had to be good it has to be incorporated with the gameplay to feel like a natural game a game in the sense of you could get in a car do some badass driving so what was bad what was bad about the driving what is bad about the driving i don't want to get too into it but it's very stiff and very unresponsive and okay. different cars have different feels but it's almost to a maximum some cars it feels like you're driving cement <laughs> like a cement car well, at least they have a tank 
But yes, the thing about this game, again, is that I believe this game is $70. But even if it is $60, oh my God. it is not worth that. It is definitely not worth the buggy, crazy mess that it is. It's almost an insult to the fans of the original series to release this game in the state it is in currently. So I would recommend staying away from this game. Stay away from it. If you're a Saints Row fan, GOG, as of today, is having a sale. And you could pick up two, three, four, and Revenge of Gat. I believe that's the uh, other one. And those are great Saints Row games. See, if they played their cards right, they would have had them at regular price because everyone would have hated this game so much that they went to go buy <laughs> the old ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the beauty about... Uh, uh, good old games is that they have a lot of sales and oh, stuff. God, and they send me emails every fucking day. Yeah. Here's your uh, download code. Here's your blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, but they do have a good amount of sales and you can pick up those games right now for really cheap. And I would recommend those games over this new one. A hundred percent. So that was my little rant on Saints Row. Again, in conclusion, the story is bland. The identity of Saints Row has been lost. The driving's horrendous. The gameplay feels like it's back at Xbox 360 days. And the voice acting. The, one of the most important things about so Saints Row. The voice acting. Bland, sitcom, writing. It's the writing or it's the actual voices? The writing and the voices. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> there was a streamer I was watching who would who was playing the game and he would add a laugh track. He added his own <laughs> laugh track and it, it worked perfectly with the game because it was literally sitcoms, mo sitcom moments like that where they say like a one word joke. Yeah. Something stupid. And then it's like, ha 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 ha. You yeah. know, a one line non sequitur. Yeah, yeah. One line nonsense. And I feel, of, I feel this will be a current trend. So keep an eye out with the current, triple a game releases there's a trend just to release them well, in the unfinished state they're in i think it's been going on for a while and i'm sure you would agree but yeah but then but like it's def definitely going to be a trend because like you mentioned it's like the marvel movies like it's the same bullshit it's Pro a formula it is it's they f they're trying to formula. find the formula that marvel and all those superhero movies established and they're just trying to copy and paste it. Just copy and paste it. That's how music is too, with like, like pop music, like, and or just music in general. But usually it's around pop music. Find out the formula that sells the CD, and then let's just copy paste, copy paste. And yes. Ah. So unfortunately, Saints Row is a is a two out of ten for me, and what? I'm being generous with that too. <laughs> the only reason why I'm giving it two is because you can actually walk around the place. That's it. It makes me feel better about my movie watching today. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I, and again, I immediately refunded my money. What's the window on the refund? Like a week. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, like a week or two. On Steam or where'd you get it? Um, It's on Epic. Ep okay, so you have Epic. It's not on Steam, yeah. So you won't, you won't be able to find it on Steam. You'll only be able to find it on the Epic Game Launcher. It's from Epic? Or rather, um, Epic owns... No, I think what it is is that Ep Epic Game Store Launcher doesn't take as much money as Steam does from like revenue. Yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why, but that's the thing that 
Epic Game Launcher is trying to go for. That's why they're trying to rope in these exclusives. I see it's the published by Deep Silver. Deep Silver. All right, team. So we want to bring you a short episode today. Just updates on what we've been doing. Yes. Anything else you want to finish off with? Try to play more indie games. Give more money to indie developers. Yeah. Go out of your way to look at indie games. If you're a person who likes to play AAA games or gets hyped with trailers and little bits of gameplay, if you're that person who gets hyped for that stuff, I don't know if I could save you with my opinions or with my words, but I would highly recommend you stop. Stop with the hype. Stop giving into the hype. Look at indie developers. Check them out. They put in the love and the work. I mean, of course, not all indie games, but there are more indie games that are handled with care and love than AAA game releases. Yeah, I would say the same goes for open source in general. Download some open source apps. Download some new podcast apps at newpodcastapps.com. Check us out there. And um, that's it. Please check us out at AudioGhost.Miami. And that's it. We'll catch you guys next time. Be safe.